I think it's just a credit to all the great teams I've been on. You know, I've just been a part of so many great teams over a long period of time. So um, I love that I've been able to do it for as long as I've had. I love the game and I love being out there with my teammates. So we just had a lot of success over a lot of years trying to do the right thing. And obviously what we've done here the last, uh, you know, two seasons has been a lot of fun for me to learn and grow with these players and our organization and put ourselves in a good position. Now we got to go take advantage of it. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, a lot to do still coming on the show. A couple guests, Ryan Williams, FanDuel number five, Ryan Horvat from the BetQL Network will join us later on to talk Packers and 49ers. We'll get to the game here in this segment. We'll start with the NFC. And we'll start with the Sunday game. Tom Brady, there you heard the voice of, against the Rams on Sunday. Brady and the Bucks, three-point favorites. And uh, there seems to be some trepidation, at least within this show, that they're going to win and cover this number against the Rams. You know, we had Simon Hunter on yesterday, and I, we have the clip out on social media of him saying we're all, you know, we're doomed because we think Stafford could go <laughs> beat Tom Brady. And yeah. it does feel crazy. Yet I come back to that to Tampa Bay offensive line. And, Joe, it's interesting. We'll see if, if they all can go and if they're fully healthy. But – their continuity on the offensive line over the last two seasons, they have played their starting five, Smith, Marpet, Jensen, Cap, and Wirfs. And Wirfs is obviously the one right now that we're most unsure about. They have played nearly 1,800 snaps together. It's more than twice as many as any other offensive line. And I think it was why last week when a couple guys went down, it looked so bad so fast. They're not used to it. Some teams shuffle guys in and out. They have injuries all the time. The Bucs aren't used to that. I wonder if maybe a week of practice, they'll be more prepared. But you've, you've sensed it last week. Like, uh-oh, they can't block for Tom Brady very all of a sudden. It was weird. Of the four games, if uh, we're forced to pick a side, this is probably the game I have the least amount of confidence in. It's, I, and we're also sitting here trying to make picks. We don't know the status of the offensive line for the Bucs and the potential cluster injury situation that they have there. Now, um, with the Rams side, we we saw a lot of Cam Akers on Monday night. So how is he going to respond? He's, he's coming off the injury. Uh, he got about half the workload. It was just so much uh, in some specific drives that maybe we were a little shocked. And if it was a closer game, maybe he would have gotten a lot more work. Akers against this Tampa Bay run defense. Is that the advantage? No, it isn't. And, and like the matchup we saw earlier in the year, it's going to come off Stafford's arm. The difference is this is a healthy Bucks defense, and I understand the focus on the Tampa Bay offensive line, and that is the biggest story going into this game. But how are the Rams going to score? It's going to be through the air. It's going to be through Cup and maybe Odell Beckham. Now, the volume has not been there for Odell Beckham. The key is the reason we're talking about him while he stepped in for Robert Woods is he's making the big plays. He's getting the looks in the red zone, and he's come through. Is that going to happen again? I'm looking forward to seeing what Todd Bowles cooks up here, the kind of pressure that he's going to put on Matthew Stafford. And the Rams offensive line also looking at um, potential injury news. We'll see what the deal is with Whitworth over at left tackle. Brady knows he's not going to have much time. I don't think he's going to be sitting back there all day. They're going to come up with some sort of a short passing game. Dare I say players like Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson are, are going to play a big role 
in the result of this game, which is quite scary, but it is Brady. It, it kind of reminds me of the Cincinnati conversation. How much can Brady truly cover up? We know he's a great player. We He's one of the greatest ever to do this, but how much can he cover up himself? And that Rams defense, they're really going to be uh, honed in on Gronk, you'd assume. Hopefully not too much because I do have a Gronk anytime touchdown. But if there's one quarterback that's good at getting the ball out quickly, it's Tom Brady. So, mm -hmm. you know, as much pressure as this Rams defense is going to apply, um, he's the GOAT. And I still like the Bucks in this one, even though it, this is another one that I'm torn. Uh, but yeah, I like the Bucks. Bucks minus three for me. Oh, Bucks. I thought you were thinking Rams. Okay. No, yeah, I'm on. I am no, on, the on the Rams. I'm okay. on the Rams. I. It, it's funny. You would think last week a, a blowout, and and the Bucks were tremendous early in that game, and they, they embarrassed the Eagles. You would think that would have moved my position on the Bucks. I still feel the same way. I felt like there's something off there still offensively, and it hasn't mm -hmm. bit them yet. But they also haven't played a team. When was the last time the uh, the Bucks played a team that's on the par or caliber of the Rams? Probably the Bills in that overtime game six weeks ago. There's been a lot of Jets. Uh, Panthers have been sprinkled in here. They put, obviously the Eagles last week were a fringy playoff team. They haven't played a team with as many high caliber players as the Rams since that Bills game, and that went to overtime. I just think it's almost like you know teams could get by, but under the surface things are off. That's the way I feel about Tampa Bay. My only reservation, and I brought it up because Simon said it yesterday, is doesn't it feel crazy to say out loud? I'm taking Matthew Stafford on the road yep. against Tom Brady. It feels like I'm saying gibberish here. And I believe are it. we are we moving too far after a complete dud by Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury? Are we moving too far? Because we were not high Rams. with the Stafford performances, even though they were yeah. winning games. We were not high on how the Rams looked at the tail end of the season. So I think we are. But the one thing I will point back to is Sean McVay's had a lot of success against Todd Bowles. He schemed it up pretty well. I mean, last time these two teams played four touchdowns, no picks for Stafford. I mean, we could we could call that a Stafford game. That also could be a McVay game. And McVay wasn't it last year, right before the uh, the Bucks went on their run last November, you know, two Novembers ago? Remember McVay and the Rams went to Tampa Bay on a Monday night with Jared Goff and beat the Bucks. McVay mm -hmm. has had Todd Bowles' number for for a while now, even though the Bucks have been the better team. McVay seems to get the best of Todd Bowles, including getting Cooper Cup open. He's had three games. He's faced Todd Bowles' defense. He's had at least nine catches in all three games. I just Stafford's I wonder. If I wonder if Todd Bowles can, can scheme against McVay. Stafford's going to have to do a lot more than he did on Monday night. Yes. So I'm I'm curious to see how he responds there. I'm going Bucks. I don't feel great about it. I think there are a couple of props that are more interesting than the side. But yeah, I, I was talking to uh, to a friend yesterday, and he's still alive in the survivor pool, and he's trying to fig figure out uh, his situation. He's like, I've got to pick the winner here based on taking Kansas city in the first round. Now you've got to go on the other side of the bracket, go with an NFC team. It's like, but I don't know who's going to win this game because I, he wanted to save the Packers for the super bowl. Cause he believes that's what's going to happen in the end. And I'm like, I, the line's three, but I view it as a coin toss, which probably means I should be siding with the Rams, but it's three. We're not past that number of three. So, I mean, is it really going to come down to a one or two point game? I guess possibly, I, I lean Buccaneers here. I lean Brady in the big spot. Uh, I wanted to fade the Rams at the tail end of the season. 
and they got a no show out of the Cardinals. So I don't want to, I don't want to adjust too much on everything. Obviously the biggest concern of the game, if you're backing Tampa Bay, that offensive line versus the Rams pass pass rush. I yeah. am curious what you guys think. Raheem Morris and Kevin O'Connell, assistant coaches on the Rams, getting a lot of interest interviewing this week. Will that be a distraction? Do you think they'll lose focus a little bit or not an issue? I was thinking about that with the Bills, honestly. Dable, Frazier. Both, both co- coordinators getting a lot of interest. Um, same thing with the Packers, right? Their OC, Hackett, getting some right. some interest, not as much. But the one that really stands out, uh, the Bills there too. I, I did, I did consider that a little bit, but with the Bills, they're not professionals. Too, it's, I'm sure it's fine. The Bills have been waiting I mean, for this for how many years now? Yeah, this is yeah. the, this is the day they've been waiting for. And as far as the Bucks, yeah, I, I'm not as concerned. I, these are also coaches that have been through this in the past, so they they know how to handle it. And Leftwich on the Buccaneers side is also dealing with the same thing. I, I yep. also think in the Zoom world we live in now, it's easier to multitask. Yeah. You're not yeah. like you don't have to leave your house or leave the facility and go meet at a hotel or something like, you know, I, I don't know if this happens. It could be awkward, but like Byron Leftwich conceivably could be doing his work in his office at the Bucks facility, turn on his Zoom for 20 minutes or maybe two hours. I don't know how long they last. Right. Do an interview and then go right back to what he was doing before. I, I think I there's think more to it, though, Joe, because the prep for the were- interview. Yeah, if you want, yeah. don't you have to know the personnel? Don't you have to know what they're running and what worked and what didn't work this past season? Yeah, I wonder if these coaches have. I mean, they got to prep for their own interview, but like they have people Assistance that help them in Agents. the building. Yeah, or someone that like, wouldn't so- surprise me because Arians wants to see his guys do well, right? Yeah, it, right. It, like it sounds like Sean McVay. I'm I'm reading an article. He was interviewed maybe yesterday about it. That he feels the same way. He seems like very supportive that they're doing this and he says he's not concerned at all, but you do think like it would take your mind off just game planning so much. I mean, even thinking about, Oh, I got to move. I've got to do this. I hope I get this opportunity. Like so many things would be going through your mind, let alone prepping for the interview and studying. I've got to knock this out of the park. This might be my only opportunity. Yeah. A lot of pressure on their mind. Yeah. It's funny. We, we, and I know why we do this because these guys are in the news. We talk more about the assistants this week than the, than the head coaches, right? Like McVay and Arians aren't going anywhere, right? They're preparing for this game, one hundred percent of their attention. Uh, it's I think it's a fun coaching matchup too. Both really good coaches, and and McVay has kind of lost some shine. Two years ago, it was like all we talked about is Sean McVay. Now we've kind of forgotten he's still really good. Like he's a really successful NFL head coach. Be a big spot for him if he gets back to a title game, beats do, Brady. Look. Do uh do you guys have anything on the total? I, I mentioned yesterday on the show that I like the under. It has not budged at all. Uh, it's forty eight and a half. Anything there for either, from either of you? Not so. Well, God, I'm trying to I'm think. Not... I always when I think of a game, I try to in my head have a final score and then like see if that jives with what I think the, the total. Well, I know the total is. I'm thinking twenty six twenty four Rams. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Bucks, right? And I, I get the cover with the Rams. I think that that's the kind of game. So slightly over, but I wouldn't bet it. It's too, it's close. I think the numbers, it's a good number. I haven't bet it, but I did put a note that I was thinking about the over. But I okay. have not bet on this one. Okay. Uh, let's jump to the other NFC game. It is the Packers. It is the 49ers. It's Saturday night. We opened the show with some injury uh, updates with, with these guys. Uh, MVS for the mm-hmm. Packers, doubtful. Bosa is going to play. Jimmy G is going to play. I saw a quote from Shanahan a few minutes ago saying 
The thumb's still bothering him more than the shoulder, which is interesting because the shoulder obviously is an issue. Uh, he's got a lot of issues. Packers, five and a half point favorites, 47 and a half on the total. I like the Packers. I've liked them more. I, I like the matchup for the Niners. I hate the spot for the Niners. Third straight road game, a shorter week, injured. Aaron Rodgers rested and waiting on the other side. Lambeau, it's like if this game was in week seven or eight and it was normal rest, no three straight road games, I probably would be on the Niners more than I am. It's it's a tough spot for them, I think. All right, some Packers love there. We're going to get more Packers love a little over an hour from now when right. Ryan Horvat drops by and I'm going to be vomiting over here in my studio. Uh, Aaron, what are you thinking in this game? I don't I don't think uh, I've heard y- your thoughts on the I'm side. all in on Packers um oh I have the Packers to win the Super Bowl so yes it's yes, I'm in on the Packers I'm in on some props um I think I mentioned Alan Lazard um what else do I you and I also have the uh what was the plus 128 we got on a Rogers two, two plus touchdowns. touchdowns and a Packers win yeah. in terms of the side are they gonna win by six or more we're at five it seems like five and a half everywhere so I, I full disclosure, I don't have anything on the side, but I did put Packers and Titans in a two leg money line parlay. It was like plus one eighteen. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's that's good. So I don't have Packers minus five and a half though. All right. So the final injury report is in, and of course they're all questionable, right? The the the, <laughs> bo- the guys that we've been talking about forever, they're still questionable to return. David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander. Uh, Zadarius Smith, is he in? I saw they they removed Randall Cobb from IR yesterday. That I don't think that's a big, big deal. MVS is doubtful. That could be some sort of mm. an impact. Now, in the uh, the week three matchup, Devontae Adams just ate. 12 grabs, 132 yards, mm-hmm. and a catch. But George Kittle had a good game. We haven't seen that George Kittle in quite some time. And if San Francisco wants to hang around, I know the run game, that's what everybody's talking about. Yes, they have to dominate that aspect of the game. But they also need George Kittle, they need their stars to pop out, right? Um, in that first matchup, when the Packers only won by two points, Debo Samuel, not involved in the run game. San Francisco only had 67 rushing yards in that contest. That can't happen again. It can't be a shootout where it's Jimmy G versus Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, it's going to be ugly. Eli Mitchell was not involved in the offense at that time either. I've talked all week about Debo, but what about Mitchell? So the San Francisco offense has changed quite a bit. A lot of metrics suggest that the Packers just can't stop the run. Anybody watching them all season will tell you they cannot stop the run. So we know what Shanahan's going to want to do. Get that run game going. Keep Rodgers on the sideline as much as as possible, and uh, Debo Samuel, I'm, I'm probably uh, going to bet on him to get a touchdown again, you would think, if San Francisco is going to have a chance in this game. That's going to be a big deal. Jimmy G off the injury report, but it's I'm still concerned that second quarter, zero degrees out there on the frozen tundra, that that's going to be impacting him because, as Aaron mentioned, he has not dealt with that in the past. But overall, the injury report looks really good for San Francisco. I'm going to take San Francisco plus six. I think I'm going to get back to there. Um, I think we'll get back there by the time we get to Saturday night. But I I like San Francisco getting the points. I think they're going to have a chance to win the game. And uh, I'll be cursing myself out middle of the evening probably. Yeah, well, I can't wait for you to tell more about that. I can't wait for this one. I can't wait for Horvath's reaction. He joins us next hour. Up next, Ryan Williams, number fire and Fandle. His thoughts on the games, the sides. And some props. He will join us next. Joe O, Joe Gier, and Hawks with BetQL Daily, presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.